Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to These Go to 11. Once again, I'm Nathan Bell. Steve Hartland sitting across from me. Steve, what's going on, man? Nothing special, but I am really happy to be back here with you and in the land of podcasting. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. We are marathoning it, man. We are, <laughs> We are. Uh, you know, Greg and I started this custom uh, several years ago, well, two years ago. Well, technically, I guess three years ago, almost three years so that's ago several. now. Um, and uh, we just decided that, you know what, Christmas is such a crazy time. It's it's good. I love Christmas. I love being involved in uh, all of the trappings of Christmas, everything that Christmas holds and offers. But that typically means there's not a whole lot of time for uh, extracurricular activities. And so, like podcasting, exactly. And so it just it gives you and I a good time to uh, not have to worry about. Oh man, we you know got to get together, and you know it's not a feeling of oh we got to get together, but it's more like you know we have a listener base out there who really enjoys the fact that we put out a regular podcast, and um, you know I, one of the things that I've been noticing is that our listeners have actually been appreciating the fact that I've been uploading these podcasts. Tuesday around 10 o'clock. So they go to 11, which is what that's pretty cool. Know, what initially we set out to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think I'm just gonna, uh, keep doing that as long as, uh, as long as I'm able to, you know, if, um, if I find like, you know, there's a week where I can't do it, I'm not going to stress about it, but if I can, you know, I want to, I want to keep a free, pretty regular release date for, for our listeners. So, so this is a Saturday morning. Yep. It's about uh, eight o'clock right now. And this is our third podcast that we're, we're recording today so far. And we'll probably do a fourth after this. Yes. And you all will be interested to know my co-host Nathan has been up all <laughs> night long. Yes. So, it was, uh, it was adventurous. I met, uh, I met Greg and Steve here. Greg came in for uh, the first two podcasts that we did. And, um, you know, uh, Greg was cracking a joke about, you know, oh, you know, Steve must have, you know, been up since four in the morning, you know, going out, working at the gym and, you know, showering, getting in here because he looked all, you know, bright eyed and bushy tailed coming in. And, uh, you know, Greg was, you know, saying he had just kind of woken up and slumped out of bed. And I just kind of looked at both of them and said, I didn't go I to, bed. to bed yet. <laughs> uh. So, yeah, I'm actually, you know, Steve, I'm really excited about this one, um, which is going to uh, allow me to kind of dovetail into our sponsor, um, because you and I are just going to be talking about um, holiday gift ideas, Christmas gift ideas um, for people, you know, things with that. We're going to be talking about some of our fond memories of um, Christmas gift receiving and gift giving um but you know i think it would be interesting just to see you know from our perspective what what are some things that you would recommend you know particularly from the perspective of a pastor what are some of those gifts that you've received that you've really appreciated um what are some of those gifts that you've received that you've been thankful that they thought of you um but wish they thought of you in a different way um so we're gonna um just kind of talk about some of those things but going into that you know we do have mission aware and i i mean i can honestly say that there are so many products on mission aware that i think would be absolutely fantastic to receive um or to give for that matter i have several people in mind several gift ideas that are on the mission aware website that i'm just looking through and i'm trying to decide 
all right, what do I want to give to that person? What do I want to give to that person? You know, do I want to get them something that has the these go to eleven logo on it, or do I want to give them something that has the Spurgeon logo on it? Um, you know, so just kind of thinking about the ways you can customize some of those things and give them to people. Uh, if you have a friend who maybe is not a believer, but you know they're familiar with these go to eleven, maybe you know it, it's one of uh, you know like Greg's one of their favorites from growing up. You know, get them a these go to 11 Yeti mug that they can carry around with them. And, um, you know, if you have somebody who's a believer and they're, you know, really into Martin Luther and Martin Luther quotes, you know, they have a lot of those things that you can put on and customize. So just kind of thinking about, you know, um, that, that idea for, um, for Christmas and, you know, Hey, you know, what, what is, what, what can I get someone, something that they would really enjoy and like, um, so Steve, talk to me a little bit about, um, your Christmas past, some of those things <laughs> that, um, you know, you have fond memories of, you know, you and I were talking, you know, are, are we going to go way back and think about some of those things? And I think that would be a good idea. You know, we talked about in previous podcasts, that idea of the nostalgia and, you know, the, the warm fuzzies that you get at Christmas. And I think part of that does have to do with the idea of sitting around with the family and the traditions that are involved in that. And so talk to me about some of those things for you. Yeah, uh, I'll remind you that uh, I did not have a Christian past, so there was nothing Christian about me or my family until I was 17. Prior to that, we just we had no church, no Bible, no prayer, no nothing. But uh, we did have Christmas, and uh, as a kid, of course, I really liked Christmas, but all it meant to me was gifts right, right. that I will receive. It was all about me, 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 yes. getting gifts for me, 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 me. So uh, looking back there, it's funny, there are two that just stand out in my memory, two that are outstanding that I especially liked. Nice. So the lesser of the two was the year I received a G.I. Joe. Oh, nice. Man, I loved that G.I. Joe That's and some of the accoutrements that went with it. Yes. So my, my dad lived through World War II in England and uh, his whole family moved to the U.S. after World War II, a couple years after it. So, uh, you know, he was familiar. He was in the Royal Navy, incidentally. Um, he was familiar with warfare, kind of liked warfare, wanted me to be into warfare. So they, they like, slathered me all year long with uh, different war things. Like, yeah. there was a, a store then called Joe's Surplus. Uh, are they I'm still around? With, no, I'm right. not familiar there, with There was that. one in Hanover, Pennsylvania we used to go to. Friday nights, they'd go and get groceries, and they'd drop me off at Joe's. And I'd spend that hour just wandering around Joe's and find a product I would like and buy it and take it home. So I had all kinds of war stuff, man. I mean, like real, formerly used by real soldiers, now being sold on the street, war things. But uh, the year they gave me the G.I. Joe, man, I just went nuts over that because I liked war, and he was a soldier, and yeah. so on. But uh, the greater gift... That I could remember, I think out of anything I ever received as a kid, was my uh, three-speed bicycle. Oh, nice! So I had a single speed, yeah. You know, and we rode. We lived out in the country, and we rode bikes all the time, everywhere. Yep. And it was back in the days where you, parents didn't worry about your kids. We didn't lock right. our doors. You could say bye to your kid in the morning, and he might not be home again till five, and you right. didn't worry about him. He's out there playing somewhere. So we'd ride bikes, 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 bikes. Um, and they gave me this three-speed. We called it a three-speed English. It was nice. the first bike I had that had brakes on the handlebars, yep. you know, and a little shifter up there. And, oh, man, was I ever nuts about that bike. So I was in fifth grade, which would have been six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old when I got that. Wow. And um, 
Rode it a lot, too. So it was, it was 12 miles from our house to a shopping center in Westminster, Maryland. Yeah. And one day as a 10-year-old, I decided I wanted to drive my bike into Westminster. So I did, hills and all, rode it into Westminster. Once I got there, I thought, great, now what do I do? <laughs> so I went to the Woolworths. Yeah. Well, they had a little counter where you could buy food and i asked for a water and the lady gave me a water and i drank my water then i got on my bike and i rode home nice <laughs> didn't know what to do but anyway that bicycle man that meant so much to me and i lived on that thing rode it and rode it and rode it and rode it yeah. and then i became a serious cyclist later in life you know oh, as wow. an adult really got into cycling and racing on bicycles and stuff so uh, i kind of put it in my blood as yeah. a young person Man, that's that's so great. That's so awesome. And it it's cool too because like, you know, the memories you have are tied to things that were just uh, you know, important to you, important to your family, you know, at that time. And so it was just kind of extensions of that things you grew into and you know, went with. So that's that's really neat. So how about you? Going back. Yeah, uh, you know, going back, I I can't go back quite as far as you. Um, but you know, going back, I remember um one uh, one Christmas, I was uh, 13, and um, my parents tried to play a trick on me at Christmas, so I had really wanted this uh, video game system. I wanted a Sega Genesis, mm-hmm. and uh, they, so, you know, they, they had basically worked out a deal with a friend of my mom's. He was trying to get rid of um, all his son's games, so he was trying to sell his games, so you know, he ended up selling them, you know, like 15 games or 20 games for really inexpensive. And so the plan was that my parents were going to have me open up the games and they were going to tell me that it was for an older system that they thought it was for an older system that we had. And so, you know, like when I saw it and, oh man, you know, it wasn't going to be for this one. And then they were going to have me open it after church. I remember that Christmas that year was on a Sunday. And, um, you know, it's funny because the way my mom tells the story is, you know, uh, of course, I can't see my expression. I remember how this went down, but I can't see my expression. And my mom was like, you took the news so well and you just look so pathetic <laughs> about this that we had to give you the system early. Oh, um, so nice they ended parents. up, yeah, they ended up bringing it out before we went to church and, um, you know, but, it, but it was, it was hysterical because they were like, yeah, we just, you know, we thought it was for the other one. We're so sorry. And, um, so, you know, I just, I remember that because I remember, you know, almost inadvertently reversing the joke on my parents hmm. um, from that. So, um, you know, I remember that. And then I remember, um, I remember one Christmas, it was uh, probably, I would say, three three or four years after my dad had passed away, hmm. um, you know, and my mom, uh, my mom always, um, she was very emotional even when my dad was alive. Um, you know, she has, I, I think she has, uh, bipolar depression, things like that, you know, mm-hmm. so she was always up and down, but yeah, it intensified after my father passed away as, as those mm-hmm. things happened. And so I pa- remember, pause. how old were you when your dad passed away? I was, uh, I was 14, man. Yeah. Man. So, um, you mm. know, pretty young. I had a younger brother at the house still. Um, he was, uh, he was 11 or 12 mm. at the time, um, when it happened. So, you know, uh, so Christmas after he passed away was, you know, my mom always tried to make it good. You know, she always tried to, to do things and, and to put on a good face and things like that. But I just remember this one Christmas where, you know, she, she had said, you know what, 
I want to enjoy Christmas with my boys. And, um, you know, uh, she, I remember she just, you know, we, we had opened our, our gifts and it was, just, it was a great morning, you know, just enjoying the day with one another. And she, you know, was genu- genuinely excited and happy. And, um, you know, one of the things was she had actually, um, we, we went to Christmas Eve service and then this was at the point where Walmart was just starting to stay open a little later mm. on Christmas Eve. So we had um, got back to the house and she said she was just going to run out for um, for a little bit. So she left my brother and I at the house and uh, you know we were watching Christmas movies or something. So she came back and um, we you know ended up – she went out and got my brother a BB gun – like he wanted and got me a paintball gun and like hmm. it was one of those things where you know she just decided she was going to throw everything you know off because after my dad died she was very frugal with money and you know very tight sometimes and she was just like you know what i i want to enjoy christmas i want to be able to get the kids the things they want and not that it was like oh this is what it's about but just i want to experience the joy of christmas again with my children. Hmm. And I, nice. I remember that more than anything, um, more than, than the gifts we got was just how exciting it was to, to have that back in the house again, hmm. you know? Sweet. Um, so yeah, it was, it was just very, um, very exciting, very, very memorable moment. Um, but you know, I do, I do, I remember the paintball gun, um, that my mom gave, uh, gave me for Christmas that year. So, um, yeah, you know, just fond memories of things like that. Let me ask you, what is, um, what, what are two Christmases that you remember really nailing the gift giving out of the park where, you know, you, you were stoked, really excited to see, you know, Debbie's or one of your children's uh, expressions after something that you knew you just hit a home run with in terms of gift giving. Man, there have been so many gifts given because, as I mentioned in the previous podcast, we now have 11 grandchildren, yep. four sons and a foster son, parents on both sides still, uh, siblings on both sides. There is so much Christmas stuff, so many gifts being given. Uh, honestly, I do not have anything in mind that's outstanding, but uh, I'll just mention again. Uh, every year, like right now, it's it's early November. Yeah. I am so looking forward to giving gifts to our grandchildren for Christmas yeah. and seeing the looks on their faces, how they light up, and yeah. then how they tear into things and play with them. And just to be a grandpa in their life and, and to have an influence as a grandpa and a presence as a grandpa. Yeah. And I get to see them a lot. They all live near us. I see them a oh, lot, a lot, great. a lot, a lot. They're in our house a lot. We keep them a lot. We go to their house and keep them a lot, et cetera. Yeah. So um, we're pretty close to the grandkids. That's Being able awesome. to give them gifts and light their little hearts up is a great experience. That's great. Let me let me ask you a follow-up to that. Now, are you the type of grandpa who um, will go out with Debbie to go shopping? Or are you the type of grandpa who's like, here's here's the checkbook, here's the budget, um, go have fun? She does most of the gift buying. Okay. However, uh, I think that frustrates her a little bit that, that I don't participate <laughs> in that more. So increasingly, or uh, usually now, she will... Uh, She'll give me a little verbal list of a few things she'd like me to pick up. Like, could you stop by at the the toy store and get Ethan X, Y, or Z? Sure. So, um, and I'm always like, 
dumbfounded by the thing. Like, okay, it's, it often it's Legos, for example. Sure. Well, they have a gajillion Legos yes. already. Which Legos do I buy that they don't already have? Right. So I will text their dad yes. and ask, you know, does he have this one? Does he have that one? Can you send me a picture of what he would like? And yes. that's what will happen. He'll send me an actual picture, a text picture. Nice. And then I can go to the store and find that exact thing, and then they're all happy. So I'm a pathetic shopper. <laughs> I don't like shopping. I don't yeah. like shopping for anything. Oh, that's I funny. never go to stores. If I ever need anything, I buy it online. Yeah. Yeah. You know, those nice men in brown trucks bring it right to me. Right. <laughs> At no additional cost. <laughs> yes, it's great, man. I have Amazon Prime. I'm not paying for shipping, right. though I guess I kind of am. Because you can buy things cheaper than Amazon Prime prices. Yes. So maybe you're paying more overall. But anyway, it's convenient, right. so I do it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. No, I, um, I actually really, uh, I do enjoy, um, shopping and going out. Uh, now, I don't enjoy typical shopping, like the year-round shopping. The other day I went out, I had to buy a pair of shoes, and I spent, I kid you not, over two hours trying to oh, find a pair of shoes. That's because, death, man. Yeah, because I'm looking at shoes, and I'm like, okay, 70 bucks for this shoe. Like, I wouldn't pay 20 bucks for yes. it. Like, I'm not. <laughs> so finally, I found a pair of, like, old, uh, you know, like, Airwalks or something like that for 20 bucks at Payless. And I'm like, you know what? I don't really like the style, but I'm only paying 20 bucks for them. I'll so, do it, huh? Yeah, exactly. But, it t- you know, it took me two hours to get to that point where I was just looking around, and you had all these other shoes that were in style and fashion, and I'm just like... I, I hate this. Like, Interesting. Speaking of shoes, it's yeah. November 11, and it's in the 20s out there this morning, and you and I were both out there, and we're both wearing sandals. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that up. I knew you were going to bring that up. Yeah, I, it's funny because I, I can't stand shoes, really, and it's not because I don't actually like the concept of shoes. I actually prefer my feet being closed in. I like the idea of being able to run away from something or kick something if I need to. Yes, with a closed shoe. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm an extremely lazy person when it comes to mundane things in life. You know, it's kind of like, I, I think it was Albert Einstein, you know, people asked him about combing his hair and he's like, it just takes too much time. <laughs> um, you know, and it's... He pulled it off, all right. He did, yeah. yeah. You know, and so people ask me, it's like, so, so you don't wear shoes because, you, you know, it, it takes so much time to, you know, tie a shoe. I said, no, it's not that it takes so much time. I'm just that lazy when it comes to putting yeah. on shoes. Well, you have to put on socks too. Yes. You know, and then my back hurts. It's hard to bend over that far. <laughs> my back's sore. So you got to pull on socks then put on shoes, then lace them all up and, and then, you know, take them off later, then put them back on later. And yeah. I'd rather just slide my feet into these sandals. Absolutely. Off we go. That's right. Just walk right out the door and you're good to go. Absolutely. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, when it comes to, you know, shopping, I just, uh, you know, everyday shopping, you know, I, I mean, I go to Target. I know exactly what jeans I need, where I need them. If they ever don't have my style, I pitch a fit for 10 minutes and then I find a style that'll suit me for the next three years or I buy 300 pairs of that pant so that way I don't have to ever worry about it again. Um, yeah, you know, I just, I do. yeah, to me, I just, you know, I, I have better things to do with my time than to try to figure out, you know, how are they now cutting these jeans so they'll fit me? Yes. No, I hate that. Yeah. I hate shopping for jeans. Yeah. <laughs> so, but Christmas time, I actually, I really, I enjoy it. I love going out. I love thinking about um, my family and, and the things that they're into. Sometimes even taking a risk with things. I, you know, I've taken some risks. 
they've crashed and burned sometimes. Hmm. Um, but you know, I just, I enjoy thinking about, you know, that, that moment, like, okay, they're going to be opening, they're going to be opening this up and, and just seeing that expression on their face. Like I, Oh, I nailed it. I nailed it. Mm. You know, so excited about Mm -hmm. that. Um, you know, and, and particularly with, uh, you know, doing that with joy, um, is, is just very exciting to me, you know, just trying to think about those things like, okay, what, what what is really gonna you know knock it out of the park because she she has an amazon list that she puts up um but you know i try to tell her like you know i I feel like that's that's for people you know who who don't live with you you know if people who are trying to figure out what to get you you know i I live with you year round and so there, there are things that you tell me there are things that you talk about and uh you know some of my some of the greatest moments are like you know when when she opens something up and it's like i, I can't believe you remembered that you know and hmm. and it's usually one of those things where it's like babe you said it and i went out the next day and bought it like uh, it's not like i remembered it it's you know I, I went out and got it so i wouldn't have to remember it mm-hmm. years later or or you know months later um so yeah for me i i I can't think – well, I can think of one thing that was just big that I remember um, with Joy and that was uh, – I think it was three or four years ago. Um, I got together with a, uh, a good friend of mine and um, he had never been to New York before. His wife had been to New York uh, maybe once before and then Joy and I had just recently celebrated our um, – 10th anniversary in New York that summer and we just fell in love with New York City fell in love with it mm. lo- you know love the not? culture yeah just mm. so great and so what we had done was um the husband and I planned a trip for um both our wives for the four of us to go we were going to get a hotel room we were going to you know just uh spend a long weekend there and just hang out and and catch as much of new york as we possibly could and what i did in order to get joy to the to the place of figuring out what her gift was we had a perry hall wide scavenger hunt looking for the clues to get to new york so You, you set that up I wow, said that out, I'm so. impressed. Don't let my wife hear about this. <laughs> well, it, it wasn't it wasn't an overly long and exhaustive scavenger hunt. We started in the house. I had a couple of clues for her to find in the house. Then one of the clues in the house led to um, going to the liquor store. I told my boss, you know, I had given him the clue um, for for joy. So we were going there on Christmas Day because being Jewish, the the store was open Christmas Day. So he had the the clue for where we were going next, and then our our final clue was going to um, our friend's house, where we were surprising both of them with the trip. So you know, a fun memory like that, a fun moment like that, just you know, kind of going back to. I know her dad used to do things like that for her when she was growing up, scavenger hunts and things like that. So you know, being I, able to do that just. I can imagine she absolutely loved that. Yeah. You took the thought, took the time and did that and created that whole thing. That's very romantic. <laughs> Don't tell her that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I just, I to me, I get excited. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and try to be all stoic and be like, oh, I don't like getting gifts. You know, no, I, I enjoy getting gifts. I mean, you know, I have an Amazon wish list. I enjoy people thinking about me and, and getting something that I like and I enjoy. But I really, I do love 
trying to think of that thing for for someone else you know hmm. hey what what is it that's going to you know I, just get them to light up i don't because it's frustrating yeah just, yeah you know, i just come up empty so often when i'm trying to figure out sure. what would they really like and- sure well and again in all fairness i've come up empty you know a few times i i've you know i i've rolled you know snake eyes with joy a couple times mm-hmm. you know but to me it's like you know she knows that at the very least if if you know this was a flop i know to stay away from this general direction so she doesn't <laughs> it's a ever learning have to, process yeah she doesn't ever have to worry about this particular mess up again mm-hmm. um but yeah i just i you know i do i i, I enjoy that process of mm-hmm. oh man what what is it you know what is it now, here's the part that's not frustrating for me, so I do like this. I love this. Yeah. There are certain things Debbie likes, and I know she likes them, so I can enjoy shopping for them. For example, she'll, she'll like anything that smells good, perfume. Oh, uh, okay. So I'll just go down to a store and ask the lady, if you were going to buy one perfume out of the store, it's your absolute sure. favorite you know, smell, let me smell it. I smell it. It smells great. Sure. And, and I'll buy it. And then Debbie's just nuts about it. That and jewelry. Oh, nice. So uh, perfumes and jewelry are always uh, you know, knocking it out of the park for yeah. Debbie. That's great. That's great. Have you? Um, so, how long have you been married, Steve? Forty-two years, brother. Forty-two years. So, it, you know, in we that got, time, we got married when Debbie was ten. By the way, <laughs> the, the laws were different back then. Huh? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so let me ask you. And I mean, in that forty-two years, I'm assuming, like most people, when you were younger and getting married. Uh, the jewelry was a lot smaller and, and a lot less expensive. Have you really kind of gone out and upgraded the rings and things like that over the years? Not remarkably. No. no. And in fact, uh, recent years have gotten very expensive, especially, <laughs> how do I say this? Since, uh, since affordable health care rendered my health care basically unaffordable, <laughs> unaffordable. Um, I have – it's just astronomically expensive for me to deal with health issues nowadays. Yes. So uh, that really curbs our enthusiasm about a Christmas gift-giving budget. Yeah. Plus, my wife's birthday is December 7. Yeah. So it's yeah. so close to Christmas, those two events. Sure. The poor girl, she gets gypped all – her whole life she gets gypped because you can't go wild on either one of them because you got two of them in the same month. But um, That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, we're we're not well healed enough that I've been able to really relax the budget for that or yeah. increase the budget. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I you know I think that you know that happens. I mean, that's the great thing about you know being married that long is you know I mean we've definitely had Christmases before and you know where we're kind of looking at the budget and it's like mm, mm. how about how about if instead of like doing big <clears throat> Christmas gifts we just decide you know what throughout the year we're going to do something extra you know we'll have an extra date night where we go to see nice. a movie or something like that you know and um, I mean I, I, it kind of bounces around how we're handling things depending on you know finances and the various states that they come and go in but, you know, there are times, too, where we'll kind of look at it and be like, you know what, how about we do a little bit more for, like, Christmas or birthday? And then, you know, for, like, the the lesser holidays, like Thanksgiving – or not Thanksgiving, but Valentine's Day and, you know, things like that, you know, even our anniversary. What if we just do a little less for those, you know? Mm-hmm. So we kind of flip-flop depending on what various states of cash flow we have coming yes, in. what's going on at the moment. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, Steve, you know, just um, want to get into um, the mind of some thoughts and ideas that you have for gifts and, you know, kind of threw some things out at you about, you know, 
um, for, you know, you are a biker dude. So for the biker in your life, you're a pastor. So for the pastor in your life, just some things that you can think of that, you know, just, Hey, you know, I, I've been checking this out. You know, if you've got a, a, you know, husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, who's a biker, this might be something to check out for them. Um, you know, might be of interest, things that you're looking at. Um, you know, same thing for like pastor, pastoral, um, Hey, if you've got a pastor and you're, you know, you're thinking about getting them a gift, this, you know, I think this would be a, uh, you know, a neat thing to get them something somebody's gotten me or something that you've been looking at. Let's start with like that pastor aspect for first. Sure. So I've been a pastor a lot of years now mm-hmm. and uh, down through the years, I would say the vast majority of people who are in churches I've pastored have never given me a gift. And that's, that's where I'd prefer it to be. Yeah. Like. You don't need to give your pastor a, a gift, folks. Mm. All right, he isn't looking for that. He isn't wanting that. He isn't waiting for that. I, I don't need anybody out there to give me a gift. I can mm. feel their love in lots of ways. But there have been some people who were uh, outstanding for that. Like I'm thinking of a widow now who used to be part of our church. She is no longer. She's moved on to another place, but uh, another church. But uh, every year at Christmas, she'd hand us a card, mm-hmm. and it would generally have fifty bucks, hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, mm-hmm. you know, something. I forget what. Sure. In it. And, you know, we appreciated that. Sure. That was really nice. So if, you, if you're determined to give your pastor a gift, cash wouldn't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> He'd probably enjoy that. Yeah. Um, extra date night for you and Debbie. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Spend it on something we just enjoy because yeah. it's extra. Um, you know, giving your book, giving your pastor a book is a little more difficult because he has a lot of books. Mm-hmm. He has his own taste that he has developed, his own authors that he likes. And unless you happen to know... Or, you know, what well he wants to drink from, you might buy him the wrong water. Sure. So, uh, have, have a gift receipt if you buy him a book, uh, or, or, you know, find out somehow, you know, he would like this or that book. Pastors are generally book guys. We have to be. It's part of our life, part of our business. Sure. Got to read a lot, kind of fill the well all the time because we're always giving out. So we have to drink. Uh, so books are a good idea. Um, but uh, maybe not as good as idea as, as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that so much is available to us just online, just yeah. by Googling stuff, you know, you can, re- you can read a really thorough book review on a book and you don't even need to read the book necessarily, sure. depending on the book. So, uh, books aren't as great a gift. Let me just tell you about a gift I just received as a okay. pastor, however. Sure. This wasn't really a Christmas gift, right. but here, a, a couple in our church, the oldest couple in our church, by the way. He's in his 80s, mid-80s. Wow. Uh, she's younger. Uh, they just gave me a gift, and uh, it was pretty amazing. We're okay? All right. So uh, I had mentioned somewhere in a sermon once that I would really love, before I die, I'd love to drive a Formula race car. So you know what a Formula F1 car is? So maybe maybe everybody doesn't. So the body of the car is a little narrow thing, like say a cigar shape. It's a long little cigar. The entire car is about three feet high. When you're in it, your butt is three inches off the ground. And the uh, suspension and the wheels are completely exposed. So you can picture that. Little narrow cockpit. You've got to squeeze your body down inside. I was barely able to get in the thing. Anyway, they bought me. Uh, 10 laps in a, in a scaled down F1 car at a track in New Jersey. 
and two Thursdays ago, I did this. Oh, nice. It was insane, <laughs> man. I love to see. I'm a guy. I have a need for speed. Sure. I love speed. It was absolutely exhilarating, invigorating, incredible. That is by far the number one best gift anybody in, in church has yeah. ever given me. Uh, no close second, no comparison whatsoever, because yeah. I just love that kind of thing. Um, incidentally, so driving the car, yep. uh, every lap, I was able to get faster and faster and faster because you know the car better, you know the track right. better, uh, you know how far you can go into that turn, and, and I'll break a little later this time, I'll break right. a little later still next time, and now you're flying through the turn, and et cetera. So it was pretty crazy. I had 10 laps, and on my 10th lap, I had an incident. Really? So there's this big, long, sweeping, high-speed turn, and I'm and I just blasted through that turn. I had just come out of third gear and banged into fourth, so that's about 100 miles an hour. And uh, I'm exiting the turn, so I'm drifting to the left side of the track as I'm making this right-hand turn, using up the whole track. And there's a rumble strip over there. You ever seen racetrack rumble st- strips? They're red and white stripy, and they tend oh, okay. to be pretty bumpy. Yeah. Uh, and you can run your car up onto them. Um, so unintentionally, I ran the car up onto the bumper strip. The left left wheels went on it. It was kind of bumpy. Soon as I did, the left rear suspension broke. The left rear end of the car dropped to the ground and started dragging. <laughs> That put me in a spin, and I spun down the road at 100 miles an hour, locked up the brakes, and just waited. Wow. And while I was spinning, I was thinking, this is cool. (laughs) And I was also thinking, I hope I don't hit anything. Right? So car came to a stop on the track, two wheels of grass, two wheels on the track. Everything was okay. But then I got to thinking, man, I just dragged the butt of this car a long way down the road. Heat and sparks and the motors behind me. And you, you, you're, you're seat belted in. There's five sure. belts and your helmet is attached to something behind you to protect your head. So you can't move. You literally right. just, you can't move. Your feet are down this long tunnel. Right. It, it takes a while to get in and out of this thing because your feet have to inch their way down and inch their way back up. Anyway, so I stopped and then I started thinking, I wonder if, you know, if there could be a fire starting back there because of all that scraping and all that right. heat. And sparks and all that and there's no way i can know so i better just get out of here so you take the steering wheel off you throw it out in the grass uh release the seat belt you can't see it down there you have to feel around and find the thing and release all five seat belts that worked then there's two cords you pull on the helmet to release it from being attached to the car behind it it wouldn't release I'm trying and trying and trying to get it and it wouldn't release and i thought great maybe i'm on fire and i can't get out of this car right so i thought I'll just try and force my way up and out of this cockpit. And that worked. Did it. I was able to inch my way up and out and get out of the car. And there was no fire. It was uh, all right. Okay. But, uh, man, that was an experience. Yeah, I bet. But by far, craziest gift ever Yeah. from uh, somebody. It was really one of the most remarkable experiences of my life driving oh, this I car. I can imagine. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, the speed and the power and all that. And I love that stuff. Yeah. So buy your pastor. If, he, if he's a type who'd like it, buy your pastor yeah. 10 laps at an F1 car. Yeah. Now, I, and I can imagine, you know, now that you say it, um, I, can, I can really imagine, you know, probably, you know, what you're saying, that the, the idea of like, you know, Christmas gifts and things like that, probably not... Um, not as common, but, but yeah. more common, like the, the experiences, like the weekend away at the beach house and things like that. Are those things that you've experienced a lot more through your time in ministry? 
Yes, in, in this way. There's a couple. I was their pastor a long time ago in a different church in the Baltimore area. Mm-hmm. They came to Christ. I got to baptize them. They grew like mad in, in the faith. He's a dentist, and she ran the dental business. They had mm-hmm. quite a, a company going on with a lot of dentists. They sure. made really good money. So they uh, bought a lot at the Outer Banks and built a really, really nice big house right across the street from the ocean. And um, so many times they've let us stay there yeah. free. And uh, these days, since they're retired now, they only charge us enough to cover the maid who cleans the place and the pool guy who services the pool. And nice. we get to stay there. So pretty much yearly we yeah. do that. Oh, and that's, that's great. a great gift, man. Great yeah. gift. Absolutely. Yeah, so exciting. What about um, maybe some things that uh, were not quite as exciting anything like that that you can think of Mm, that would probably take me back to books and a book that i didn't really care for but you know you have to be oh thank you i really appreciate that and then it wasn't a book that i really wanted to read sure um i can't think of anything else that was in the oh i didn't really want that category again you know the most people don't give you any kind of gift and you don't expect it that's absolutely fine right right yeah Yeah, Yeah, anybody in my church listening don't give me a gift yeah i need a gift just be nice to me that'll be fine there you go (laughs) how about you so have you ever been a guy who gives a gift to your pastor um it depends there have been um times over the years so um again uh growing up uh, without a dad. I mean, and that's kind of a, I think a harsh statement, um, you know, because I was 14. So I was, you know, I, I was into my teens and the way my family was, you know, uh, the people in my family got married younger anyway. I mean, my dad, you know, he was, he was 22. My mom was 18 when they got married. My sister was 18 when she got married. My brother was 22 or 23 when he got married. So like, you know, when I think of like my life, I mean, I was married at 22, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to be like, oh, I was, I was young when my father passed away, but I was certainly, you know, more into the teenage years and still, mm. you know, in, in middle and high school yeah. at that point. And so, um, I think, I think there were times where, where I did, but a lot of that was because my pastor became like a father to me. Oh, uh, uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. He really, he really did. He had, um, he had four children of his own, um, or I'm sorry, he had, um, not four children. He had three children of his own. Um, and, uh, he, he just was someone who became a huge mentor in my life and someone, wow. um, it, you know, it was a small church There was, you know, about, uh, 120 people in the church growing up. And so, you know, just someone that I remember, you know, uh, him taking me under his wing and, you know, really cultivating and developing the relationship. And so I remember, you know, there were, there were some, uh, Christmases where, you know, would do a gift for him or a gift for the family or something like that. Um, mm, but pretty nice. it was just because of the nature of the relationship. Um, I mean, yeah. you know, uh, nothing again, nothing against Greg, but yeah, I, I don't remember getting Greg anything over the years, um, that I've known him. Um, sorry, Greg. So, yeah, sorry. My bad. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, there, there have also definitely been, um, times where, you know, I've, I've been able to do things outside of like the Christmas season, you know, where, Hey, you know, here's some money, you know, go and you and your wife have a nice night out or something like that. Again, not to Greg. Sorry, Greg, you met me in my poor stage in life. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, back when I was making, you know, decent money doing tree work and things like that, you know, it's like, Hey, you know, 
here's here's something you know go and be blessed that type of thing um so yeah you know and again now that you say that you know that's kind of coming to me as yeah i guess probably not not as much in that category mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah doesn't matter yeah so all right but you know um want to talk in general about um you know just some some ideas, you know, again, you, um, so your pastor, we kind of talked about that, covered that, but you also, you have other interests and hobbies. And so kind of, um, I guess what I'm looking for is as someone who has other interests and hobbies, you know, motorcycling, working out, uh, shooting, things like that. Yeah. We missed the motorcycling thing there, didn't we? Yeah. We introduced it a minute ago and we didn't come back. Yeah. Right. So things that, things as a, as a, you know, as a, um, motorcyclist, as, as, uh, someone who works out, you know, even, you know, as a hobby, um, you know, maybe even a little more than a hobby. Um, and, and again, somebody who, who shoots, you know, things mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, if, you know, if, spouses out there or you know people you're trying to find a gift for if they're into these hobbies and they don't have these certain things you know something you could recommend for for them that might be you know useful or practical yes well on the biker front yeah a brand new harley Harley, (laughs) (laughs) all right so that's not going to happen unless somebody wins the lottery hey we might have some rich people that listen to us there you go huh send me a new harley um i take christmas gifts by the way (laughs) so on the harley front uh, honestly i would say in most cases probably do not buy them a motorcycle specific gift because they're going to be very picky about what they like. For yeah. example, you could go to your local Harley store and they sell a lot of t-shirts with design on them, yeah. Harley stuff on them. Uh, when I look at those t-shirts, uh, yeah, I would be very selective, very picky. In fact, sure. I might not like any of them. Uh, but people have bought me such and I feel obligated to wear. Sure. Um, so, <laughs> Yeah, most most motorcyclists are going to be pretty picky yeah. and have narrow tastes about what they like and don't like to wear for their Harley, what what they uh, want and don't want. Now, somebody gave me a little miniature Harley Davidson Fat Boy, which is what my Harley is. It's a Fat yep. Boy. They gave me a little mini Fat Boy that has a clock built into it oh, and wow. just sits on the shelf behind my desk. Yeah. Now that's nice. Yeah. That one worked for me. That pushed nice. my buttons, and I, I like that one a lot. Uh, my parents gave me a uh, a fleece blanket. That has big Harley Davidson thing all over it and so on. I, I use that daily. Nice. Like if I'm going to take a nap, I pull that over me. If, oh, I'm gonna, nice. if I'm going to sit in the chair and watch a show in the evening, I'll pull that one up over Debbie and me and we'll stay kind of cozy in it. So that was a win. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And probably most any guy would appreciate a Harley Davidson fleece blanket. Sure. Sure. Be, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm tempted to hang it on the wall like a tapestry <laughs> or something, but I don't think Debbie will go for right, that. Right. <laughs> so uh, on the Harley front, I'd just say on the motorcycle front, be careful or really know what, what they would like. Uh, what are the categories that you mentioned? Shooting and oh, and working out. Yeah, yeah, working out. Oh man. I mean, like, is there any you know for somebody who um, you know uh, maybe you know maybe somebody's getting into working out and they want to take you know certain uh, you know supplements, not steroids. That's, related, that's what I know? would go to supplements. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But even there, I, I would buy them. A, uh, a gift certificate or a gift card or something to the local supplement store yep. or to an online supplement store, yep. that would be greatly appreciated. Yeah. Because you can spend a lot of money every month sure. on supplements. I do. Sure. Uh, it it's, uh, depends on what a lot is. That's yeah. relative. But, uh, man, that stuff's costly. And if you're going to work out seriously, you got to have supplements. Yeah. 
Yeah. You, you've got to take some before, some during, some Get the after. protein in there. Yes. And, yeah. uh-huh. In fact, I have a protein drink ready to mix water in, in nice. my suitcase right there. That's, it's about time. It's um, getting there. <laughs> so supplements are the only thing I can really think of. Don't get them a workout t-shirt. I don't want to wear a workout t-shirt. Guys who wear workout t-shirts generally look like they need to work out. Um, So, you know, the ones that say, uh, you know, shut up and lift or whatever. I I don't want to wear that thing. I just want to wear wear a t-shirt. Somebody might like that. Well, let me ask you along those lines, though. So let's say, you know, um, if... You know, if I ever decide to get back in and work out again, you know, uh, and my wife's, you know, looking for, you know, maybe a pair of shorts or a T-shirt or something to get me. Do you have one? You know, do you have a specific clothing brand that that you personally are like? Yeah, I really, I really like this, like Nike or Under Armour, you know, whatever it is that you think. You know what? They actually make really good clothes that are going to stand up and last for your workouts, as opposed to something else. No, I like whichever brand is the cheapest. There you go. Because I'm just going to mess them up. Sure. Like like shorts, depending on how you're lifting, there are a lot of times where you're, dra- let's say you're doing deadlifts, you're dragging the bar up your shorts, yeah. up your leg, and up to your midsection, and then back down again, you're lowering it. Sure. You're doing shrugs, you're rubbing the bar up and down on your shorts, and so many things where it's just going to fray the front of your shorts. So why spend 60 bucks on a pair of Under Armour shorts when you're just going to mess them up? Um, so I, I just buy whatever's cheap, and then when it gets messed up, throw it away and buy another one. Um, and in shirts, it depends on the person. See, I'm always so hot. Mm-hmm. I just run hot anyway. That's why I'm yeah. in shorts today, and it's 22 degrees out. Yeah. Uh, I'm just hot. So um, I, I like to wear, uh, like, beaters. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, it breathes better. More of my skin is exposed. I can sweat and breathe and stuff. Right. But that's going to be very specific to the person. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so kind of looking out, too, into, um, you know, uh, again, you know, another one of your, your hobbies, firearms, you know. Um, just, you know, curious on your opinion. Um, you know, there are so many brands out there, like with anything else. You know, what is your firearm of choice and let's you know kind of take why, why don't we take <laughs> well, that's like, an interesting topic pistol and why don't we take uh rifle all right so uh pistol there are many mm-hmm. fine brands and fine models different sizes and shapes these days yeah so i'm not a fan of one kind only okay Having said that, I only own Glocks. Oh, okay. Uh, that's because I teach, and Glocks are pretty, this is an interesting phrase, bulletproof. Sure. Uh, you, you know, you can drop them in mud, you can drop them off a 60-story building, pick it up, and the thing just still fires. Right. It'll almost shoot rocks, I think. Nice. Uh, and they, they just, they don't jam much, they just yeah. always fire, fire, fire. So, uh, since I use them in my classes, I'm sticking with a whole fleet of Glocks. Uh, but if I had lots of money, there are definitely other brands I'd like to own as well. But... Probably for good reason. The I think the most popular handgun in the world is a Glock 19. Mm. That's their uh, one size down from their largest. It's a okay. little bit smaller. It's small enough you can easily conceal carry it. Yep. Uh, and yet it has a pretty good magazine capacity, 15 rounds plus sure. one in the chamber. So you got 16 rounds to deal with. Yep. Uh, 16 rounds is important because if you're in a uh, bad situation, let's say a, a, a shooter shows up sure. and he's active and you want to try and do something about it and save people's lives in your own life, um, you're going to shoot at about 20% mm. of what you normally shoot. 
because yeah. of the adrenaline and, and sure. the, all, all the ifs about the situation. So if I only have like five rounds and I'm shooting at 20%, right. a one round has a chance that it might hit him. Right. I want to have 15 rounds. I want to have 17 rounds. Right. I want to have a backup magazine. Yeah. So when I fail to hit, fail to hit, fail to hit, I can slap another mag in there and do something about it. Yeah. Probably the best gift for a gun enthusiast mm-hmm. is not a gun because that's going to cost you 600 bucks sure. or more. Um, probably just buy the guy or the girl ammo. Ah, ammo. We need ammo. Yeah. (laughs) Buy me nine millimeter ammo. Buy me 45 caliber ammo. I will smile. (laughs) Then I go to the range and put holes in paper. That's right. That's right. Use it right up. Yep. Ammo. And it's not so much like there are other gun parts you need. I mean, if you need a gun part, you buy that, but I don't right now. I don't need any gun parts. Sure. I don't need any gun anything. I just sure. need ammo. Yeah. Well, and you know, since um, since we have an opportunity here, you know, we we're we're located. We're based, um, you know, right outside of Baltimore. Um, that's where we do all all of our recording. You know, I'm I'm about 20 minutes north of Baltimore. <clears throat> You're about 20 minutes north of that. Um, is there a particular gun range for the local people or or gun store that you frequent that you want to just give a shout out to here? Um, you know, hey, check these people out. They're cool people. You know, worthy of your business type of deal. Interesting. So the the one around here. Well, not around here. I'm down at your house in White Marsh. Yeah. Uh, the one around my home, upwards to Bel Air and Abingdon, Maryland, is a place called Horst and McCann. Okay. And uh, they have an indoor range. Uh, it's it's small. Yeah. There aren't a lot of guns to rent there. Uh, there's about seven lanes, I think. That's not bad. But it's just a little mom and pop kind of thing but it's close to home it's it's pretty cheap so i go there nice. incidentally the, maybe the heroes will get a kick out of this we have an outdoor gun range at our church oh that's right i do remember you saying that so i, I yes. so i go there and fire more than anything else because nice. it's free for me you know yes absolutely free um but then there is one down here in the white marsh area middle river really yep. uh it's a very fine gun shop i can't think of their name but that's a good place best one around here though is over in timonium you know there's more money in timonium right yes. so there's more uh retail in timonium yeah so uh can't think of the name of that one either i've been there once and that was years ago but they have an enormous selection of guns for sale. They have an enormous selection of guns to rent. If you want to buy a handgun, it's a very good idea to rent it and try it out in a range first. You can go there, probably find the gun you want for rent, sure. rent it, go in the range, fire a couple hundred rounds, decide, does it fit my hand? Do I right. like it? Do I like the feel of it? All that. And then you can buy one right there if you want. Nice. By the way, if you are buying stuff for your gun friend, a good place to go is gunbroker.com. Okay. Gunbroker.com. And what happens there is, let's say, Nathan, you want to sell a gun. Yep. You put it on Gunbroker, and people all over the country bid on it, and the highest bidder wins. Oh, wow. So you can, you know, if you bid the right time and place, you can get a gun for 100 bucks less than you'd get it anywhere else. Oh, nice. Very can, cool. And you can buy ammo at great prices there. So all you folks who are going to buy me ammo now... <laughs> Nine mil and forty five caliber. You can go to gunbroker dot com. That's right, or Walmart. Yeah, or Dick's one. Sporting Goods. Let me let me ask you about that. Um, so, uh, I, I mean, I know that you know. The, again, legally, all you know, all guns are registered, and you know, people are you know basically getting their licenses and all of that stuff. How do you know that the products that you're getting from Gunbroker are, are legit and it's not going to come back to bite you? In a way, is there like a guarantee on there? Do they run checks and things like that as, you know, they're sending through or are they kind of just like, we're the middleman. Look this stuff up yourself. 
depends on who you buy from there. Most of the time, you're not buying from a private seller like okay. a guy like you and me. Most of the time, you're buying from a gun store. Okay. And they have a reputation to protect, and they have an online reputation where they've been graded, they've been scored, yeah. and they want to keep their score high, so they're going to give you good customer service. Yeah. Um, often, though, they will say, you know, you, you buy it, there's no returns. Yeah. Because it's, it's not the kind of thing you want to return. Right. So... Uh, so be careful what you buy. But if it says NIB, new inbox, mm-hmm. it's going to be new inbox. New inbox. Yeah, just buy NIB. Or you buy used, but you know, let the buyer beware. Sure. Be careful. Take, you're taking a chance. Sure. Uh, so that's probably like most things online, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I would say so. I mean, Amazon is kind of the same way. You go on there and... You know, you, you said you had Amazon Prime, so, you know, you're mm-hmm. used to seeing the ratings and, you know, mm-hmm. I, I not only look for, you know, a high rating, but I look for how many people have rated them. You yes. Know? So if it's just three people. Exactly. It was his wife and his two sons. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 10 people giving you a hundred percent is, you know, doesn't weigh as heavily as, you know, 10,000 people giving yes. you a 97%. Or even a couple hundred people. Exactly. I'll listen to that. that yeah. Was, yeah. Yep. No, exactly. That's great. Well, yeah, I, you know, um, like I said, Steve, we just really hadn't. Um, well, let me turn that back on you. Sure. So, you know, for me, it was the gym, the Harley, yeah. guns, and there could be other things we could list, formula cars. How about for you? Do you have some niches that people could buy you gifts in? Yeah, you know, I mean, I am, I, I'm really big into games. That could be video games, that could be tabletop games, board games. Those are affordable, be, too, so. man. Uh, they can be. They can also oh. be. They they can be out there at some times. Like but, how um, much would a expensive game cost? Uh, an expensive like tabletop game um, can be upwards of like two three hundred dollars. Um, some really? of the super huh. rare ones can travel up into the thousands. Wow. Um, so yeah, yeah, I mean it really it depends on what you're doing. I mean I I enjoy games. I enjoy tabletop games. So I'm not going to go out and spend anywhere near that. And there are a lot of really good games that um, hmm. I, I'm looking forward to playing and getting into that Hmm. aren't anywhere near that you know i mean i would say um under under 50 is where you're going to find a sweet spot for getting some really decent games out Mm -hmm. there that's doable yeah video games you know you're looking anywhere from like 50 to 60 um you know there and i mean i have playstation 4 i'm a playstation 4 guy there are so many games that are out there right now for playstation 4 um i was kind of lamenting to joy the other day it's like there's so many good games that I want to play, and I don't have the money to go out and buy them. So you want the bumper sticker? So many games, right. so little, not time. That's money. Right. Money. <laughs> That's right. So, but actually, it's funny because I was confessing to my students the other day. It's it's really good. Um, my my birthday actually falls on Christmas week. I'm the 23rd, um, and and it's funny what you said about um, Debbie, and you know, kind of feeling uh, that that gypped almost. Mm-hmm. I, I actually never really feel gypped. Because if there's a larger thing that I really want, it's kind of like the whole family. Yeah, the whole family kind of goes in. I mean, that's That's how I got pretty nice. You can get some larger things. Yeah, that's how I got. You know, the flat screen TV that I have. It was like sweet. uh, I'm ready to upgrade. You know, I I, I'd like to get this. You know, so you know, and my wife's kind of like, well, you know, you realize if you get this, this is probably the only thing you're getting. It's like, yeah, Yeah, I'll be fine with with that. that. Mm -hmm. So, um, so it'll, you know, it allows me to get some of those bigger ticket items, so to speak. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, video games, board games, I've recently got into, um, role playing games like Dungeons and Dragons, things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, and I, I enjoy the, the social aspect of it. And so, 
you know, I told Joy that I would be interested in, in hosting a game with her, her brother, sister-in-law, and, you know, a couple other people just once a month get together and, you know, just, just role play, you know, um, enjoy this fantasy world and build this world and, you know, tell this, you know, this epic story, um, through this medium mm. of playing the game, you know? Um, so, you know, things like that are, are definitely hobbies and interests of mine. Um, you know, there are, I mean, I, I collect weapons as well because of the martial arts. So I have what kinds of weapons, uh, swords, knives, things like that, blow uh-huh. guns. Um, I've wanted to do more with, um, archery. Um, oh, I'd like to do, I don't have yeah. anything. I'd like to start. Yeah, I, yeah. I would too. I'm very I, interested. Yeah, I would love to, you know, I mean, out back here, you know, I'd love to just set something up and, mm-hmm. you know, set up nice high, like bales of hay and wall and things like that mm-hmm. and be able to go out and, you know, just kind of, kind of work through it, you know, work through the sighting and work through, mm-hmm. um, because I'm the type of person that, you know, I, and, and I don't want to do like, you know, the huge compound bow with the sights and all that. I want to go like old school long bow. Yes. You know, work on like an Indian. It. Yeah. Indian style. Exactly. Uh, a little quiver over your shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Doing that by feel, you know, and, and getting that targeting down. When I was a kid, way. my dad had one of those and he would put up bales of hay out and down the yard yep. and the targets on it. And I got to shoot a good bit oh, nice. with that, you know, old style bow and arrow. It was really cool. Um, and that's the kind I would want today, yeah. too. But but by the way, did you know I have throwing tomahawks? Do you? No, I did not. Oh, you should get into that, too. They are awesome. Oh, There's nice. a big old dead tree in the woods right up behind my, my house. Yep. So I'll walk out there, you know, if I need like a 10-minute break and got to get the blood flowing in sure. and just throw hawks for 10 oh, minutes. that's great. Uh, one of my sons just gave me a kit of six throwing knives. Nice. It's much harder for me to stick those. Yeah. Much harder. Easier yeah. for me to land the tomahawks. I found that, too. I, I have um, I have thrown them in the past. Um and I've thrown knives in the past. The knives I did when I was much younger, I got actually much better at those at one point. But over time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now um, I have some knives, but it's mm-hmm. it's difficult for me to get out and, and be consistent and mm-hmm. practicing with those consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, I do I do enjoy um, throwing um, throwing weapons. As we should well. throw hawks sometime. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that would be great. It's uh, a blast. Yeah, I would I would love to do that. I would love to do that. Um, so yeah, I do, you know, I collect all sorts of weapons and, um, you know, again, a lot of that isn't necessarily for, uh, usage. Many of them are decorative. Um, I have the Lord of the Rings sword sting, you know, so it's not, (laughs) you know, it's, it's a real blade. It's sharp, but you know, it's, you know, it just kind of sits up and and looks pretty. Does it really stop ring rates? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I'll let you know the next one time someone attacks me, right? Uh (laughs) Um, so, you know, things like that, I, I really, I do, I enjoy, and some of those things I enjoy using and practicing, but some of them I enjoy just kind of like, Hey, I've, I've got this. This is cool. So a lot of guys probably carry pocket knives. Yes. A pocket knife therefore is often a really great gift for yes. most, for most guys. I'm holding one up right now. My son gave me this one last year for either my birthday or Christmas. Yep. I have carried it every day since. Nice. I just love it. And I've gotten a lot of use out of it, mainly opening gifts for my grandchildren. Yes. <laughs> you know, you get them a toy and then you have to cut the thing out of its box because it's yes. all secured in there so is that a uh, smith and wesson it is not this is is a um spider co oh okay yep heard of them yeah i have heard of them yeah i've got a uh sog sog and a spider co are my two favorite 
carrying knives. Nice. Yeah, I I really like some of um, I, I really like a lot of uh, Gerber's products. Um, you know, b- don't they make grills. baby food? They do, yeah. Oh, right. Which is why I think they've like you know kind of tried to push that whole line to this is now bear we'll grills, knives. yeah. <laughs> So, um, you know, I like a lot of their products. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. You know, a, a nice pocket knife is mm-hmm. great. Um, I would always light up to that. Yeah. I, you know, training in martial arts, um, I was doing Kali for a number of months and the principle of, you know, martial arts, I teach, I teach in school. And so I have to tone down what I do and what I say, you know, versus what I actually think is practically acceptable <laughs> in life. Um, and so, you know, there are points in times where, you know, we're going somewhere or doing something and I'll have, you know, three or four pocket knives on me hmm. um, because that's the mode of defense that I'm trained in to use, yes. you know, and, huh. um, wow. you know, when I'm at school, I usually have one and it's usually tucked away in my bag, you know, and it's a quote unquote tool that I'll pull out if I need it for something. Do you ever carry a fixed blade? I don't. I've got a SOG fixed blade about that long. Oh, nice. It's hard to carry. It is, yeah. And and that's and that's why I like the pocket knives because usually when I'm carrying them, like I'll have you know I'll have one kind of typically in the in the belt or in the pocket where it normally yes. sits. But then I'll usually tuck like one or two of them actually in my pants, almost like you would a conceal hmm. uh, a concealed gun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just kind of they're there and. Um, hanging out so you know if you know and it's weird because people kind of look at me sometimes when i say those things and they're like <laughs> what, what's wrong with you and it's like it's just it's the mindset that i'm trained in you know it's it's martial arts you know you you want to go somewhere you want to be prepared you know if i'm up in new york state and <clears throat> you know i don't have a knife on me it's not like i'm expecting anything to happen but i also want to make sure nothing's going to happen <laughs> absolutely i i would really encourage people who are younger than me <laughs> to to uh, get involved in some kind of martial arts yeah parents get your children sons and daughters yes in, in martial arts start them early uh make it a priority in their lives uh everyone always thinks it'll never happen to me yes but it happens to people right it happens it happens it happens just like churches we always think well we don't have an active shooter in our church right well i'm sure they thought that in texas right last sunday and then man look at what happened yes so uh you have you're much better to assume it could happen to me i better be ready yes yeah and that and that's the thing that i would say is it's like with anything i'm sure you would say this about gun safety as well you know it's it's the more you practice the more you allow yourself um, not to become overly familiar where the familiarity breeds the contempt, but where you become um, familiar enough with it that you are confident in your ability to use it. Absolutely. And, and that's where, you know, that line is of, you know what, I, I feel like I could do everything I needed to do to protect myself and those around me if this situation happened. Yeah. I feel like that's part of my job. Yeah. Like particularly as a husband, mm-hmm. uh, part of my job is to protect, to protect and provide for and love Debbie. Yes. Major, major, major part of my life, goals in my life, protect, provide for and, and love. So yeah, I got to protect her. Yeah. And protect me wherever we go. Yeah. No, that's great. Man, this has been uh, this has been cool. I actually, I, I was kind of wondering, you know, hey, how long are we going to go with this one? But you know, we're we're at an hour right at now. An hour. So yeah, that's, talking about uh, good Christmas gifts. That's right. So you know, and I think too, you know, the theme that's kind of running through everything is, you know, buying buying people things. You know, um, 
kind of know them, you know, know what their hobbies are, know what they're passionate about. And I think, you know, I think it's going to be very easy to, you know, find something at the very least. You can always, you know, like you were saying, Steve, somebody, you know, who's a biker. Well, you don't necessarily need to get them something like that. You could always get them a gift certificate to the yes. bike store. Yeah. Or if you do buy them something at the bike store or the whatever store, get a, get a gift sure. receipt. Yeah. And they can trade it in. Awesome. Well, we're going to go ahead and, uh, sign off this has been uh fun talking to you about our first ever these go to 11 uh christmas gift giving ideas <laughs> um and uh steve we just rocked the casbah rocked it these go to 11